Hello and welcome to Subclass Act, an actual play podcast. I wanted to come back and edit this here at the beginning just to say that this zero episode or the first episode is really a precursor to the main story. In this episode, I roll up four characters and uh, we do it all randomly, but it's all very behind the scenes. There's no actual story content in here. I describe a little bit about the tools and the system that I'll be using to play this uh, show, but if you're more interested just in the story, then please feel free to skip this episode. If you do care about the nitty-gritty details and want to see where things started with just the dice rolls, then feel free to listen to the episode. Uh, Back to the show. Hello, and welcome to the zeroth episode of the Subclass Act podcast. This is an actual play podcast. In this uh, first iteration, it is a solo podcast because, as I have to remind nobody, we live in very interesting times. Okay, so the way that this will work is I'm going to play a game using the, at least for now, the Mythic uh, GM emulator or Game Master emulator. This will allow me to come up with a random story that we'll discover together, you and I, that I can ask it questions. Um, Very easy to find, lots of resources for the Mythic GM emulator, and I highly recommend it. Um, The game we'll be playing in this case is basic fantasy role-playing game. I deliberated on uh, choosing a bunch of different games, but I decided to go with this one for solo play, mainly because the rules are fairly light. Uh, It's pretty easy to get up and running, not be surprised by situations, uh, but still have a depth of rules to be able to uh, play the game. Also, because it is a free game uh, with lots and lots of supplements, there's lots that can be added on to it. So if anybody else hasn't heard of it before, you could pick it up and play it perhaps along with the show. Um, The the desire one day is to be able to play another game and have a a cast as well and not just have solo RPG playing, uh, but that's really hard to pull off right now. So this is what we're left with. Uh, The way we'll play it is that we'll roll up a character. uh, In this episode, we'll roll up a character or characters as the dice decide to see how big the party is going to be. Is it one person? Is it multiple people? And then we'll just let the dice decide. We'll see where the game uh, takes us. Uh, There's lots of things that could happen in this game. Uh, This is an old school kind of a game, so um, even though I didn't play back in the day, um, it does mean a few things. One, the game is going to be a lot more lethal than other modern games, uh, especially depending on how the dice fall. Uh, It could be that the characters don't last very long. That's okay. That doesn't mean it's an end to the show. It does probably mean it's an end to that character, although who knows exactly what's going to happen. Uh, At worst case scenario, if there's other characters, they may continue on. If uh, all the characters are killed, which is a very real possibility, it may mean that the story picks up somewhere else in a different place, or just that we start another story. Not going to constrain ourselves, uh, but it does mean that the podcast will continue um, because losing a, a character or a party is a very, very real possibility in this game. Okay, I think without further ado, uh, we should just get into it um, and see what happens. So we're going to roll our first characters and see uh, see what we get. Um, before we get into that, I'd like to make a short preface that um, while I've been on podcasts, although not game podcasts before, this is actually my first podcast where I am the whole show. So bear with me with the audio quality as I'm learning how to run it. Um, so, but uh, well, yeah, without further ado. Let's hop into it and uh, roll up some characters. So for anybody who's interested, this is the third edition of the basic fantasy role-playing game. And we will roll up our characters now. Uh, The way we're going to do it um, for the show, I've considered doing a a bunch of different ways. 
a bunch of different house rules. The main way is that you roll 3d6 and you go straight down on the attributes. Um, I thought about rolling those but assigning them so that we could get a good mix of characters. I thought about doing a somewhat more modern way of um, rolling four dice and dropping the lowest one. Um, pretty much no matter what I do, uh, there's going to be some trade-offs. Um, I think not because I'm committed to the purism of the old school, because again, remember, I didn't play back then. Uh, this is still fairly new to me. I've only been playing RPGs for uh, several months. Um, I think we're going uh, we're gonna to do it kind of just roll three straight down, and the reason we're going to do that is just to get more randomness and more um, more chances for the uh, for the dice to roll where they may. So first, uh, what I've decided to do is to see how big of a party we're going to have. Um, so first I'm going to roll, I've got a bunch of dice here, I'm going to roll the d4, because uh, I think a 4 is an upper, a good upper bound to our party, and it's very possible that the story starts, at least, with a solo adventurer. So I'm going to roll a d4, and we're going to see how big the starting party is and how many characters we have to roll up in this zeroth episode. All right, here comes the roll. It is a four. So we're going to start out with four characters in our party, which is basically just a way to, I guess, give me more work to do right off the bat. <laughs> so here we start. Let's start with the first character. We're just going to roll attributes. Uh, I'll likely stop the recording and then flesh out the rest of the character sheets um, because that's a lot to do on the air. And that's more editing for me to do. So first things first, let's roll the attributes for the first character. First, we will roll strength. So we're going to take three six-sided dice or d6. And we're going to roll them and see what we get for strength. And we get an 8. Next is the roll for intelligence. So we're going to roll again. Okay, and we get 15. This is looking like a potential magic user. Okay, now we roll for wisdom. And we get an 8. Next up, dexterity. And that is a 12. Constitution, that is a 15. And lastly, Charisma. Oh no, that one went out of the dice tray. Let's try that one again. Okay, and we have a nine, or Charisma. So once again, for those that care, the first character's stats are Strength is a eight, Intelligence is a 15, Wisdom is an eight, Dexterity is a 12, Constitution is a 15, and Charisma is a 9. Let's go ahead and roll up the stats for the next character, since we've got four of these. Strength is an 11. Doing math in front of an audience, that's fun. Intelligence is a 13. Wisdom. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> this is a 7. Dexterity. That is a 10. Constitution is a nine. And Charisma. Charisma is a 13. Okay, very interesting. The third character, we will come up with names for them eventually. We'll pick classes and races, but first we're gonna roll all the stats. Also, for anyone who doesn't find this interesting, feel free to move on to episode one as the story actually begins. I may have to edit this at the beginning <laughs> as well. All right. Strength for the third character is a 13. Finally, somebody with some good strength. Intelligence is a 9. Wisdom, 8. 
This is looking to be perhaps a fighter. Dexterity is a 12. Constitution is a 7. And Charisma. Ooh, okay. Charisma is a 5. This character did not read How to Win Friends and Influence People, apparently. Okay. Hopefully that will be the weakest pop culture reference I make during this show. Strength. For the last character here. Strength is a 15. Okay. Now Intelligence. All right. Intelligence is a 7. Wisdom. Wisdom is a 10. Dexterity. Dexterity is an 11. Constitution. Constitution is an 8. And Charisma. Charisma is a 9. Okay, so we have the stats for our four starting characters. Um, if I have any sort of a, a blog or anything that pops up, or if anybody... Uh, besides myself actually listens to this, then I will post the uh, character sheets uh, when they're completed, uh, provided that anybody is interested in that. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause the recording here. I'm going to flesh out the rest of the character sheets um, with just writing down the basic stats, and then we will flesh out the characters together uh, when it returns. Okay, we're back. So I've written down the uh, other various parts of the character sheets, and so I'm handwriting these, which is perhaps a poor planning move. Uh, but I've I've written down the various pluses and minuses. For those who don't know, the ability score determines uh, any bonuses or pen uh, penalties that in this game uh, go between minus three and plus three. They affect certain things. So strength, uh, fairly obvious, but it affects anything where any, any ability where I want to use strength, but also in combat it affects to hit with a melee weapon and also damage uh, dealt that way. Intelligence, uh, which is the prime requisite for magic users, it says here, Again, anything that would be intelligence or lore-related uh, that I decide to roll, but also it affects how many languages the character can, uh, will or won't know. Wisdom, uh, intuition, willpower, good for clerics. Uh, it helps with some uh, saving throw versus magical attacks. In this game, there are saving throws. It depends on what you're saving against, whether it's um, death, poison, wands, spells, and the like, so on and so forth. Dexterity is how quick and balanced a character is. It also affects attack rolls with ranged weapons, and it affects the character's armor class, which is an abstraction of what protection they get from their armor, but also how quick they are and able to dodge attacks. Uh, in this this game uses ascending armor class, which if you don't want that know what that means, then don't worry about it. Only people who know what that means uh, will really care about that. It does mean that it's going to be a little bit more intuitive for people who haven't played these kinds of games before. Constitution is how healthy someone is, how much damage they can take, how much of a beating they can take, how much they can stand up to things like poisons. Charisma it really covers a, a broad range of social skills. A lot of times it's not um, used as much in these older versions of the games. I, I plan on using it more heavily. I plan on using it any time I'm rolling where um, a character has to interact with somebody else if they're trying to persuade them or things like that. Uh, there is an optional rule that we'll be using here found in the back, uh, towards the back of the book for ability scores. It's really at a, tar a target for an individual character, what they're trying to hit for a, a basic thing. And I, I will adjust it. Um, I am going to bend the rules to fit the story because that's the most important thing. I'm not a rules lawyer by any means. It's whatever going to fit, but I will try to be consistent in the way that I apply the rules. But I am just human. It also will affect how many people they can hire if they want to hire anybody to travel along with them. Uh, and just generally how liked and respected they are. There are two schools of thought with these older games. 
um, versus modern games. One of them is to focus just on player skill and not roll for things like persuasion. How persuade, persuading is the actual player. Um, I don't have anybody to convince because it's just me. So I think there needs to be some dice rolls in there, but it's mainly to figure out what the characters do and what comes from that. So I'll try to act out the characters as they would uh, want to be. I'm not a voice actor, nor am I an actor. I have done some improv before, but I'm certainly not formally trained in anything so like that. So um, <laughs> it's just so we know where we stand there. Uh, yeah, but that way we can just kind of fill out what, what, what makes sense in the story and see what the characters do. We're going to follow... Narrative, to me, is more important than anything else, especially in solo games. Some people play more for the, the game side of it, and I do enjoy that side for the chance. But for me, this is a, a story generator, a way to generate a story that's unfolding before us that nobody knows, including myself, before it happens. Now, continuing into the character creation, now that we've gotten that out of the way, at least for this first arc, we're going to stick with the four... Um, basic character races in here without any of the supplements, mainly because this system is new to me as well, and I don't want to break my brain. But it is possible that down the road, some other supplements would be added. Uh, same with classes. We'll be just sticking with the classes that are in here, the four main classes in here. And we may add other ones like rangers, druids, paladins, barbarians, and such later. They're very good supplements that you can find on the basic fantasy website. But for now, we'll stick with just the basics, because that's going to be plenty for me to do. So, the next thing is to determine classes. We're going to determine classes based on stats. There are some requirements in here, in this in this version of the game, for who can be what classes. Mainly, we're going to look at the prime requisite and see who would be a good fit. It should be fairly obvious. We'll go with the characters in order. They still don't have names yet, but they will. Uh, the first character, again, Strength, 8. Intelligence, 15. Wisdom, 8. Dexterity, 12. Constitution, 15. Charisma, 9. So they have a strong... Uh, constitution, they have a plus one, which will add to their, when they roll for health, and they have a really strong intelligence. So this seems like this person could probably be a good candidate to be uh, a magic user. The dexterity is decent, so there's also the potential here for a thief. Um, so let's look at them as a whole. We'll come back. So that's a good candidate for a magic user or potentially a thief. I'm not going to read all the stats for all of them. I apologize. I realize I'm doing that with the first one, and then finding out that that's exhausting. If you're interested, again, I could post the uh, stats. The next person, the next character, has uh, plus ones in intelligence and charisma. Everything else is fairly flat, except the wisdom is low with a minus one. We didn't have very extremes, uh, extreme bonuses one way or the other with many of these characters. So again, with intelligence and charisma being strong. With charisma being strong and intelligence, even though thieves... Thieves don't particularly use charisma. It does make me think that that would be a good candidate. Somebody who's clever, somebody who's good with people, and also doesn't have a penalty in dexterity. That could also be a good person for a thief, perhaps. The requisite is nine for a thief. So I think that that could be an interesting an interesting one there. So we'll say that that one is a good character uh, for a thief. I will write that down. Our third character has a bonus in strength, but has a really bad bonus in charisma. Uh, a minus one in constitution and a minus one in wisdom. Everything else is flat. I, I'm thinking that this is probably a good candidate for a fighter. Um, definitely not a cleric. They're not very good with people, although that could be interesting in its own way. I think that this is a good candidate for a fighter character. And perhaps when we choose races, a dwarf uh, with a low charisma. We'll come back to that. Our last character here has a 15 strength. So that's a plus one. It has a minus one in constitution and intelligence and has flat wisdom, dexterity, charisma. I think 
Uh, despite the fact that it's not the most variety to have this way, I think this is another good uh, potential fighter, but this fighter would be a little bit weaker uh, health-wise, which is interesting, and maybe we'll find out uh, story reasons why that is the case. As it is, we have two good candidates for fighter, a good candidate for a thief, and a good candidate for a magic user. Let's see, with the uh, just to see if we can get a cleric. What the, the prime requisite for a cleric is, a, is wisdom. And actually, pretty much all of these characters have not great wisdom. The last one could maybe be a cleric. Um, so maybe maybe the last character will be a cleric. Maybe we'll end up having uh, one of each as the dice fell. We'll see. First, the first character uh, is, a, is probably our best candidate for a magic user. So let's go with that. The first character is going to be a magic user. That will affect what races they can be. There are various restrictions on here. I, I will bend the rules uh, when I think that they need to be bent and in ways that I think that they could be bent, but I don't see any reason at this at the beginning here anyways to bend the rule on restrictions for magic users. Magic users would constitute any sort of a any sort of a wizard or sorcerer in other modern games. They're very weak, especially in these old school games, and they really, really rely on other people being around. Uh, their hit dice, for instance, are only 1d4, so they can only have between 1 and 4 hit points uh, ignoring any constitution modifiers, so they're they're very squishy. Next, I think we'll stick with the second character being a thief. I think that that could be interesting there with the high charisma, okay dexterity, and interesting and good wisdom or good intelligence, but maybe not as good wisdom. Maybe they don't make the best of decisions. Next is the fighter. I think that this is a good this one is a good candidate for a fighter, but the, this one is also not a good candidate for a cleric with a minus one wisdom. It's actually too low to be a cleric. So the third character will be a fighter. And lastly, the last one will be a cleric. We'll switch from a cleric to a uh, fighter to a cleric. Clerics, for anybody not familiar with the tropes of this kind of fantasy, are priests, but they're kind of battle priests. Okay, now we need to uh, pick races for each of these, and there are various restrictions. So let's let's see what those are. Uh, they all have different bonuses as well. Uh, so the main races in this game are dwarves, elves, halflings, and humans. So. We'll just read down real quick and see what we get. So dwarves can become clerics, fighters, or thieves. So no magic users there. Elves can be clerics, fighters, magic users, or thieves. So they can be pretty much anything. They can do combinations as well, but again, we're not going to do any multi-classing combination classes because that will destroy my brain. And we should all have pity on my brain. There are very special abilities which we'll describe if we have an elf. Next is a halfling, uh, which, you know, they're small uh, and not usually adventurers, so... Uh, they're, they're a little bit rugged, but they're usually they prefer a simpler life. These characters necessarily have to be adventurers in some way or another, so they're unusual in that way. Halflings can become clerics, fighters, or thieves, so no magic users there. And then humans can be any class, and they actually have a 10% uh, experience bonus. So they're kind of the standard. The, the idea is to have a more human-centric game, as at least a lot of the old-school games have more human-centric games. I don't necessarily feel bound to old-school tropes, but I'm not going to fight it tooth and nail either. So let's start off the top. Our character, again, has a minus one wisdom and is a magic user with a plus one constitution. That doesn't sound as much like an elf to me. Um, they typically have lower constitution. There's no restrictions that it's violating here, but flavor-wise, I don't think it makes sense to have uh, an elf be as unwise as that. And the only other character class or uh, race rather that can really be a magic user is a human. So our first character is going to be a human magic user and we will randomly roll up names later. Next up is the Thief. This is a good candidate for a Halfling. Halflings uh, are pretty disposed towards this anyways. They have a minimum dexterity of nine, which this character does have, um, and a maximum strength of 17, which none of our characters had anything near that. So 
um, they they do roll lower uh, lower damage, but it won't actually affect our thief too much. I don't think they can't use large weapons. I do think though that it's going to be inter- it would be interesting to have a, a halfling. So we're going to have a this character will be a halfling thief. Thirdly is our fighter. Our fighter has uh, a negative in charisma, constitution, and intelligence. Um, I believe there's a minimum for dwarves for constitution. Uh, yes, there is, of nine. So this character, despite the interesting part with the charisma, can't be a dwarf. So it could it could be potentially an elf with a lower charisma, lower wisdom. Uh, but I think that this should just probably, again, stick with a human here. Uh, just because it doesn't flavor-wise stick out to me as maybe being an elf. We'll discover more about the world as we're going to. There's no predetermined setting for this. We'll discover the world as we as it comes up. Maybe it's possible that elves are extremely rare, and even dwarves. Lastly is our cleric. Dwarves can become clerics, fighters, or thieves, and they have a minimum constitution of 9, which this character has a constitution of 8, which is just below that. Instead of messing with it, I think we'll, uh, we'll simply see what else we can do. Elves can also become clerics. Uh, there's no uh, penalty here in wisdom or dexterity, so maybe we have an elven cleric here, actually. Just so that we can get all the classes and all the races in here, I suppose. Uh, maybe not as interesting as it could be, but we'll see where, how it plays out. Also, we don't know who will survive how long. So we'll have an elven cleric. So just to recap, our first character is a human magic user. Next up, we have a halfling thief. Then a human fighter. And lastly, an elven cleric. I believe the next thing we should do is come up with names for these characters. So I'm going to pause the recording for a moment and find a good random table to help uh, with names for various races here. I believe I'll probably use the tables from uh, dungeon.bin.sh. I hope I'm saying that right. It's D-O-N-J-O-N dot bin dot sh i'm going to pause the recording find the tables and then i'll be back to roll on the air now that we've got the tables up to pick names i think we also need to determine the gender of each of these characters so i'm going to roll and i believe i'll actually yeah we'll do a six out of die if it's even it'll be a male and if it's odd it'll be a female first character the human magic user is a female the halfling thief also female the human fighter male and the elven cleric, female. All right, let's come up with some names here. For the human magic user, who is a female, we'll choose on the table here, human female names, and we will choose the fantasy setting option. No, we won't, because that is not how that works. We will go back to common names, human female names, and I don't see how many on here to, to roll, so I'm simply gonna pick one that looks interesting. Hmm. Some of these are hard to pronounce, so I should probably pick an easier one to pronounce since this is an audio format. How about Joyce? Joyce is an alright first name here. We can maybe come up with last names later. I've got a separate table for that. For our female halfling thief, we'll probably also just choose a human female name. So let's take um, one on here. It says Bridger. So we'll choose that. Perhaps as a last name, perhaps as a first name. We'll find out. The male human fighter. Let's change it to human male names. Oh look, there's halfling. We can change that. We'll change that in a moment. Regardless, we'll stick with the human fighter, human male names, and we'll go with Warder. This one actually has a last name on here, too, so we'll go Warder Beret, B-E-R-A-Y. And then our Elven Cleric will, uh, let's see, Elven female names, or Elvish female names. Is, let's go with Iris. Interesting. Okay, we'll go with Iris, mainly just because I like Iris flowers. Okay, let's go back to our Halfling Thief and maybe come up with a Halfling name from here. So Halfling female names. Let's go with Aneth. Aneth is the first one on here, and we'll keep the last name because I actually like that. Aneth Bridger. Perhaps they're literally called that because she descends from 
perhaps a, 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 a family that built a town. Maybe maybe they built bridges over rivers, which would be harder to do for a halfling. I would I would like I would think. Okay, now that we leave, at least got some sort of a name on here. I think the next thing to do is to determine equipment. We'll write down abilities. I'll pause the podcast at some point here and write down the abilities so that I don't forget because I will definitely forget otherwise. And then we're going to get into the home stretch here. We'll roll for uh, equipment or, or perhaps I will simply, uh, for the sake of the story, perhaps I'll bend that and just give them basic equipment. Um, either way, that can't be interesting to listen to <laughs> even compared to rolling up the stats here. So uh, I think the last thing we'll do on the air here before we get going is uh, roll up their starting health. I've also deliberated on this. There are multiple schools of thought. Some of them say that you should just roll the whatever the class is, dice, or uh, their die in the, at the beginning here for their health at the beginning, which can mean that they have a you know one hit point, which means they're going to be very squishy. Other people say on the first level, you can start at the maximum of their hit die. I think just because I'm cruel to myself on the air, which is a strange place to be cruel to yourself, I'm just, we're just going to do it. We're just going to roll their health the way that it is. And what happens, happens. I think that'll make it a little bit more interesting for the story. Uh, provided that it doesn't all come crashing down right at the very beginning. But that could mean that it's simply a precursor story to another story. So let's let's ride it out and see what happens. So first, the human magic user named Joyce, we will roll for her health. She gets to roll 1d4 for her health. So here we go. Her hit points are, <laughs> of course, one out of one hit points. Okay. Joyce, your days could be numbered. The dice decide everything though, so I'm hoping these characters last a long time, but the dice can be cruel. Okay, next is the halfling thief, Aneth Bridger, and we will roll her health. Uh, she's a thief, so thieves also roll 1d4, and that's also a 1 because the dice don't want me to have this podcast arc go very long, apparently. Next is the human fighter. The human fighter's name is Warder, Ber- uh, Warder Beret, and fighters have a D8. <laughs> but of course, it'll have one as well. I'll go back and adjust. There will be some of them where the uh, dice are adjusted due to a bonus uh, in Constitution. I can never go below one, though. Okay. Uh, these are just the worst of dice rolls. Next is Iris. And Iris is a cleric. Clerics have a D6 for health. And Iris rolls a 6. So Iris is going to be the only person here who can take any sort of a blow. So they're going to have to avoid combat like the plague. Okay. Now to go back and do any adjustments. Uh, Joyce actually gets a plus 1 from the Constitution. So Joyce, she actually has 2 hit points total. The Halfling has no bonus. So she will still have 1 out of 1 hit points. The human fighter, Warder Beret, actually has a minus one in constitution, but he rolled a one, and he can't go any lower than that. Lastly is the elven cleric, Iris, uh, and she actually has a minus one in constitution, so she'll actually have five out of five hit points. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording here. I'm going to flesh out the rest of their character sheets and decide what I'm going to do about equipment. I think I won't probably roll for the starting gold. I'll just equip something that makes sense, and then we will uh, simply see what happens. I'll write down the abilities. And in the next episode, we'll actually start the story. Uh, We'll roll it up together, again, using the Mythic Game Master emulator. We'll roll up a random start, and everything from then will be driven by basic fantasy role-playing game and asking questions of the Game Master emulator. Hopefully, for those who actually have stuck around and are interested in the the behind-the-scenes, hopefully this is interesting to you. Thank you so much, and join us next time on Subclass Act as we get into the main story.